0: people what's good this is Rachel and welcome to the college for the culture podcast so um this is kind of a little different um than content I usually do but it's still very important issue so for those who don't know there's a lot of um crises and movements happening in different African countries due to like colonialism corrupt government police brutality, and a lot of other things. So today we're going to take a break from the college process stuff and talk about the NSARS movement, the state of Nigeria right now, the youth of Nigeria, and how we can help as BIPOC people in the diaspora. So to discuss this important topic, I have a very special melanated guest with me. Today I have Akbara (laughs) yeah. <laughs> Joel, who is one of the social <laughs> media chairs in the Youth of Nigeria Association. So thank you so much for joining me. I'm really excited to have you here.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to speak about this topic. And we know it's been a raging um, topic over the past few weeks. So this is very important. And I'm very grateful for the platform to help highlight this issue. All
0: right. Awesome, so we're gonna get this started. So first I wanted to ask just for you to give a little background on what is SARS, what's the end SARS movement, and where it is at right now, just for people that don't know like anything about it.
1: Oh, SARS is um, the Special Anti-Robbery Squad. Um, yeah, that is the abbreviation, S-A-R-S. They were created to combat the increase in um, armed robberies in Nigeria. But as time went on, they deviated from their original path. They, they started harassing innocent citizens. They especially focused on the youths. Um, anybody they see with um, that looks, um, you know, a bit well off, they tend to try to extort them. So, for example, um, kids that have, like, iPhones and stuff, things that they feel... Um, the average Nigerian kid of that age shouldn't have, they, um, they question them. They sometimes take their phones and go through, go through everything, breaching privacy. And, um, sometimes the, um, these youths, um, they, they speak up, they fight back and as any normal person would, and they get punished for that. Sometimes the kids, they, if they see them in, like, flashy cars, they sometimes walk with them to, like, the... They ask them for bribes and stuff. And if they can't get bribes, they take them to, like, the ATMs and, like, withdraw the money from them right there. So, but recently... Um, well, the killings have been going on for a long time, but recently the youth said no more... Um, they decided to stand up. It was a very, very, very big movement. Um, it was very successful in the way that it garnered support from every single tribe, every single age group. We had mothers, we had grandmothers marching, we had people of different professions marching, we had people of different tribes, and this is a very important, the unity that's what um, we had been lacking a lot in these um, movements, in these talks, in these debates is unity. Every time we try to, you know, bring up something meaningful, um, sometimes tribe um, tends to like break it apart. You know, mm-hmm. um, people tend to start deviating from the from the main issue. But this time, um, everybody gelled perfectly. They marched as a nation. They marched with one purpose, and that was to get rid of the SARS group. And it was, it was, um, for them, I would not say it was successful, but it shook the nation to the point that everything was laid bare before nobody knew about this, but now everybody knows. This is what is going on in the Nigerian government, and then the movement became bigger. It it it, it didn't stop at the SARS movement It became, and bad governance in Nigeria, so it, it it transcended the the initial purpose, and that was very important too because our leaders have been very 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 bad um, over the years, probably since inception are like the first two or three presidents. The rest after that have been pretty. Very, 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 very bad. And as a result, the youths are suffering. Everybody is suffering, but the youths especially are suffering because they have all these innovations they want to do. But then you have a a government that doesn't facilitate that. We have people graduating from universities and end up um, hawking food on the street with a bachelor's degree. They can't get jobs because. Um, these jobs are given to people whose family are well off, you know, they could buy their way to these jobs. So we have these innovative young people on the streets just suffering bad government and it trickles down through every single part of the country. So it starts from the top, obviously, with the government and then it goes down to the constituents, you know, the the governors, the local government chairmans. we have nepotism everywhere we have people that um we have people that have been in government since I was a kid wow the act the current president yeah the current president was was the the grand commander I think when I was a kid or before before I was even born Mm he he already ruled the country but then again he came back and now somehow is still in government we've had people change positions from like it's that's how it's it is a cabal it is like the power never actually leaves their hands they just they just transfer it to their friends they transfer it to people that they know they can go to and access this power whenever they want so even if they get voted out of office, they still somehow hold a position in government that enables them direct access to funds and stuff. And then we've had comical disappearances of like funds. We had we had um we once had um they said a snake ate all the money in the in the um in the in the storage and that was very Everybody was shocked because what do you mean a, a snake ate all the money in the, in the storage? What, what, what kind of snake is that?
0: Yeah. And like,
1: who keeps, who keeps money in the, you know, hard, like paper money in the story? It doesn't make sense. And they, they just think we are fools. I feel like that's, they think we are fools, which is why when everybody got up and said and SARS, they thought we were joking. And then when they saw, they saw the, 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 the masses, they saw everybody, they got scared. They got scared, and I think that's mm-hmm. what led to the the Lecky massacre um, at the Lecky Tollgate on October tenth, October twentieth, twenty twenty, and yeah, they couldn't contain. They couldn't. Con- they know they were doing wrong. They know we were getting too strong for them. They know we were getting all the support we needed, mm-hmm. and that's why they took those lives to 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 feel to kind of confine us but it's too late for them cuz the movement has gone past individuals now we have families we we are a family now we've been a family but now we've bonded very strongly and now we know that we have people that will back us we know that we are cap- we are capable of coming together because again that was one of the biggest issues we never knew. Like we protest for one day and then we stop. Protest for like three days and then we stop. But this time, everybody they kept going. And like at the 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 tollgate massacre, it was such like unity. You saw people out there with like pots and pans. They cooking right there. They had companies giving them food. You know, just enabling the movement. Everybody was arms in arms for this. But then they they shot at the peaceful protesters. They killed they killed them and now you know that just affected everybody mentally but they think we're done but we're not we're not done we're really just getting started
0: wow that's like that's a lot a lot's going on over there and I do want to unpack like everything that um you said you did say earlier um it's not a success 100 percent so I know that right now in America, everyone's kind of distracted with a lot of things like the election, things like that. Like mm-hmm. um, did protesting like stop necessarily? Was there like um pushback that um, is causing some like um, disturbance in the movement a little bit?
1: Yes, there was there were pushbacks because um, after the massacre, um, it was it was expected, obviously, that most people would go back home, you know, because now they're fearing for their lives. And that is that, that was the whole premise. That's the whole, that's the main reason this, this group became so, so notorious. They feel like they have all the power in the world. They could do anything they want. They could beat up anybody in the street they want. So they, they they feel like they have all this power and the government is doing absolutely nothing to stop that. They like, for example, if you have dreads on the, like if you're walking and you have dreads in your head, they feel like they can just take scissors to your hair, like hair you've been growing for like however long, they feel like they could take scissors to it and nothing would happen to them because obviously they are part of that division that mm-hmm. feel like they hold absolute power. They could take your phones, like I said before, go to your ATM, withdraw your hard earned money just because they feel they feel like it. And then we also have the cops, the the regular cops, do um going in on this, and people make the argument that um this also was what fueled the end bad governance um uh, movement. Uh, people had the argument that since cops are not being paid enough, they feel the need to take bribes to extort innocent citizens, but um. Yeah, there's two sides to that, to that story. Um, yes, I agree to a point, but then again, it's out of the moral compass to steal. It's still stealing from somebody. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so like at the end of the day, we could always say it is the government's fault. It is the government's fault. But at the end of the day, we have to play our own part. i guess in staying human because that's that's all we have now humanity we have to stay human and um we are doing our best we're trying our best um this is definitely not over yet um it is definitely just the beginning
0: Mm -hmm. wow i think also an important thing you did say was that this is a very youth-led movement like this is mostly the young people like saying we've had enough of being treated this way and we're gonna try and do something about it. And I wanted to ask a little bit about that as well. Like how have, because this is youth led, like how have the youth like amplified this movement? Like how have the youth made this movement what it is?
1: That was the, that was the driving force of this movement, the power of social media the youth they yeah. share they they documented stories they put it out there they got retweets they had shares on facebook instagram so everybody they they were able to reach a way wider platform that they would have reached without social media and also the fact that the future is for the youth and they're the ones suffering mostly in the present drove this movement also because it hit very very close and most of them they probably had friends probably shot mm-hmm. for yeah. no reason by this group they probably have had um friends extorted they've had family and that it, it, it it's 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 um it's a very it's a stronger purpose when you feel like when there's a chance that you might be next you know what i mean yeah. so the youths are the one being targeted the most this is why the youths were the driving force of this movement. Um, this is why the youths were able to totally organize this in a peaceful and commendable manner. Um, we had that, that tollgate site was packed. I'm talking thousands of people. They had a church service there. They had a football watch, um, a game, par- um, a, um, football game watch party. They had they had music, they had everything. They, it, was, it was a family. So mm-hmm. yeah, this is very important because even the president, the president called the youths lazy. I forgot, I think that was in 2017. He called mm-hmm. the youths lazy for some reason. And now he knows they're not because he's seen what they could do, he's seen what we can do. Yeah. He's seen that we can we can move, we can move. Government. We can move mountains, literally, because these people, they came from different works of life. They shut down the government, to be honest, because they, they blocked down roads. Lagos, Lagos itself is a very, very busy, busy, busy state. The used, they didn't care about that. They locked down the state. They marched through the cities. They marched through towns. Everybody was marching. Mothers were marching for their sons everybody was out there because everybody needed to be heard because every time they think we we are joking like i said he called he called us lazy they feel like we could do this probably one day or two days we're done or sometimes sometimes when people protest they they tend to bribe their leaders so their leaders could like tell the followers to go but this time mm-hmm. there was no one leader everybody was were leaders so it wasn't easy for them to Break down this group. We were too, yeah, we were too strong, and that was why they felt they needed to use violence to stop the movement. Which, again, in in and of itself, is a show of absolute power that they think they have to take lives because that's what they've been doing. Being jury, judge, and executioner, they think you are, um, you you committed a crime. They don't take you to the police. They don't. You don't get a, a a fair trial your your shot right there one of the things um most nigerians are told do not get in their van because that's what they tend to do they tell you to like come in the van we have to talk about this if you get in that van it's over for you there there's there's, wow. there's a big chance you're never coming out of that van alive
0: wow.
1: so yeah the youths um they've suffered enough um they go the the they go through a rigorous educational process in Nigeria. Most of them come out with degrees, and then there's no there's nothing out there oh, for there's them. No job waiting. So yeah. there's no jobs out there for them. Even if they're qualified for these jobs, sometimes they have to. The greedy managers have to uh, take bribes, you know, to to like favor one or the other person and what if these youths do not have, you know, money and stuff? And it's, again, against moral compass because you're supposed to be hired for your abilities, not for, you know, how much money you have. But that ends up being the case most time. Mm-hmm. Seeing people out there looking for jobs for, like, two, three, four, five years. Now in Nigeria, everybody, every youth, even after um, after the university, they have to learn a trade because... If not, you might not make it. To be honest, you're gonna be hungry every day, yeah. so you have to learn a trade. Yeah, so that's how it is. Um, they came out; everybody came out, and these people think they can stop us with violence. Even when they were shooting at um, at the protesters, people were still there. They were still standing. They were they were not shaken, and at the end of the day everybody they're going to get punished for this they feel like they have absolute power but power is not it's not constant power changes so these people will definitely get punished for this and um their their cloak of invisibility that they think they have will come down one day and they will see for themselves what they have done to this wonderful country
0: yeah i mean you're absolutely right. They have blood on their hands at this point. Like it's really not looking good for them. And everyone in the world could definitely see that. Especially what you said by the youth using social media and letting their voices be known. Like with the I know that um in Twitter, like hashtag EdStars was trending for a long time to the point where like celebrities, Beyonce Rihanna, even like Hillary Clinton was like. At Buhari, like, what are you going to do about this? Like, everyone was well aware of what was going on and couldn't escape, like, um, the movement. Everyone was seeing videos, like, protests happening, um, seeing, reading people's stories all over the place. It went in many different major media outlets. Um, so they definitely did, like, a really good job of, like, making sure their voices were, like, amplified and seeing all the protests all over the world, like here in NYC, even in Europe, many European countries, there's protests as well. So um, it was definitely very, very interesting and really like powerful, like seeing how the youth um, amplified their voices, which is also interesting how the government also responded because I even heard like some government officials were like, this social media, like the youth are being um, like, Social media is making them like spew lies and corruption in social media, blah, blah, blah. When it literally wasn't the case, like that's how people were aware of what was going on with social media. Um, so twisting the narrative there, like, definitely was not right on their part, but yeah. Um,
1: yeah, and again, they try to do this, but the youth aren't just typing words they had videos they had hard proof of yeah these brutalities. Yeah. you've had you had victims that come out and tell their stories most people have gone through. most of the youths have gone through this but they they didn't want to speak out because they felt like they didn't have a voice
0: mm-hmm. but
1: once they they recognized that that voice was there for them speaking up. This was nothing that that solidified the move experience. So everybody was speaking out. Everybody was out there because they felt so they, they felt so diminished. They felt so decimated that how can they be in this country suffering and then when they go out there to make their lives better or where they end up making their life better they have people like out there to steal from them mm-hmm. money and sometimes their lives. So it's very, very disheartening.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think also you talked about this earlier, but I wanted to bring up how this is not just like ends at SARS. Like this is about reconstructing Nigeria, ending bad government. Mm-hmm. Um, could you talk a little bit about um that, like how the movement has expanded into reconstructing Nigeria and how the youth are demanding that um, now.
1: Yes, um, the movement um, reconfigured, it never lost its identity of being an N SARS movement, but instead it incorporated other movements um, that arose during these protests. Because the youths, we thought about it. This, um, it runs runs deeper than just SARS. This is about the whole country. It's about the government from head to toe. This is about policies. This is about the people in government. So we decided that we have to also speak up about the broader issues, which are the government. So we have to end bad governance in Nigeria. We have to reconstruct Nigeria because um it's like a it's like a tree that that has like bad roots it might look good on the outside but inside it's dying and that is what that's the problem. that is the the that is the focus that's where the focus should be in the roots so we decided to delve deeper we decided to approve the the cause of everything so we laid into the foundations of this country we laid into the the policies that hold it together relating Mm -hmm. to the people that make these policies example the president i never quite understood the idea of having a president that doesn't even know how to speak to the people you know the president doesn't speak that much which is which is very embarrassing you know
0: yeah didn't he like not speak out for a while and then when he did speak out he was just saying stop protesting and the the, the yeah. diaspora everyone you guys are misinformed by what's going on because you're not actually in nigeria which like there's video evidence that there's police brutality i don't know what he was talking about basically as like a veil of a threat like kind of threatening the youth to stop in a way isn't that what he yeah. did
1: yeah that's 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 literally what he did he didn't address the fact of what the youth are protest protesting about he didn't address the evidence that they had he didn't address the premise of the policies that brought all of this together instead he focused on let's end this movement now um, stop protesting and it was very you, you everybody saw the outreach you know it the, yeah. was it was a slap in the face we we are out here days 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 in the in the in the cold of the night morning till night we're outside protesting and then instead of the president to come and tell us um this is what we're going to do to combat this this is what we're going to do to combat that you're going to tell us to stop protesting it doesn't it, it's it is it was very it was very it was very crazy to be honest so I think that even that made everybody even even matter. And the thing the president is, he doesn't look fit to run a country at all. He doesn't. Sometimes he looks lost. He doesn't. I don't think he even knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's just Isn't he not in Nigeria
0: there. like half the time? Doesn't he always go to London? And yes,
1: he's. That's the not just him. Him and everybody else in government. They spend more time out of the country than in the country. They're supposed to be governing, so it's very. It was very. I don't even know how to describe it. We it it just need reconstructuring. We had yeah. to like make it known like this doesn't make sense. This is not how you run a country. We are youths, but we're not stupid. Yeah. No president should be spending more time out of the country he's supposed to be running than his actual country. And yeah. then it's just.
0: Oh lord! yeah definitely it was it was great and even like also had- what you said earlier it doesn't make sense that as big of a country and as populous of a country as nigeria that once you get out of college you can't find a job and that's like the majority of you once you have to start trading when you probably were studying to do business or studying to do engineering that doesn't make any sense like that alone shows that there's something wrong with the country like that like all those issues and people can't even walk safely like fear of like getting stopped by the police for just wearing jewelry um which is like we like why we which is why like what you're saying like this is beyond like sars like this is about what is a better future for the youth what do the youth want to see um how can they prosper as the next generation of people.
1: Yes, most definitely. And um, the youth also feel like they're not being you know, included in most of the plannings in Nigeria. We've had this saying for like years that we are the leaders of tomorrow, but when is that tomorrow going to be? You know what I mean? It's like we've been in tomorrow forever and yet we see nothing. So the future was looking way too bleak for them to just stand by and do nothing. So everybody had to speak out. And um, the great thing about this is um, the movement is not going to die. It's not going to die anytime soon. Um, We have shaken enough foundations that it will ripple for, a very long period of time and um the president also made a statement that that the SARS has been disbanded but the crazy thing about that was it was disbanded three years ago two years ago disbanded last year
0: Hmm.
1: and then he was it was disbanded again this year so we didn't take that obviously because we knew that was just a sham you can't have a disbanded um, group in government, and then they appear the next year again. It does it doesn't make sense. So he yeah. he thought after saying that everybody would be like, "Yay, we got what we wanted," but we know we know that was a lie. That was yeah. just something he said to like appease. But nobody was appeased because we know the truth, which is why we made the movement even stronger, way beyond SARS it became about the government mm-hmm. it became about the country and then they started feeling the fire they started feeling the heat of like the protests they started feeling the 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 brunt of it yeah which is why they felt the need to you know kill innocent citizens to send out a message like this is what happens if you know you try to speak up against us which is a ver- it's tyranny to be honest that 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 is what it is that is what a tyrannical government is. You think you, you you own the life of your citizens. You think you can do anything you want with them. That is tyranny. It's not a democracy at all. And for the president to sit in another country and decide that he's going to ignore everything and talk about his interests, that was a slap in the face. And that was unacceptable.
0: Yeah, wow. Well that's definitely true. That's definitely true. Like it's a common theme in not only Nigeria, many countries, how like corrupt the government can be and how that messes up the, the progress of the people. And I did also want to ask like about Nigerians in the diaspora. So like Nigerians in America, the UK, different countries, like, do you have a sense of how they are feeling with this movement? Like I know I'm Fun fact, I'm Nigerian for people listening that didn't know. Um, so I know how I feel about it. But do you have a sense of how Nigerians outside of Nigeria are reacting to this and how they're feeling about this and what they're doing about it?
1: Nigerians in diaspora, they responded to this, as every normal Nigerian would, with rage. They were out there protesting to storm the embassies we were there we speaking out making sure that everybody knows everybody in nigeria knows that they're not alone their mm-hmm. brothers and sisters everywhere yeah. in the world stands with them it was depressing at first because we was like oh lord is this still going on because you know people like me you know i came here about 6 years ago so i've mm-hmm. seen like these kind of stuff happen before but then it coming back up, it's like, what? This is still happening six yeah. years later. So this is, it, it was very, it was very, it, it it was very, it caused anger a lot. So especially among the youth. So I, I I commend the efforts of like everybody in diaspora because they came out regardless of the coronavirus crisis mm-hmm. safely, Of obviously they were out there protesting, um, letting Nigeria, the Nigerian government know that their brothers in Nigeria is they're not alone. We're all here for them and we're all going to speak out because even like us here that sometimes we travel back home we we are definitely going to be victims of this to be honest because yeah. when we travel back home we obviously most of us obviously going to have iPhones you know have Piercings, ear piercings, because we live in a you know a more lax society. We're gonna have piercings, tattoos, hair braided, and they definitely gonna take us for you know the kind of people that they kill, mm-hmm. you know, they, the kind of people that they harass. So it was important, it was important that everybody was was on the same page. It was important that everybody came to scout, and um, it was very, it was very commendable the efforts of every single person in moving this movement to what it
0: is today. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I also wanted to bring out about like how like the mental health of like Nigerians in this during this movement during this time. Um, you could talk about how you are feeling about it personally, because I know like you can't really speak for how's every Nigerian in the world feeling about it. But um, seeing, it must be very depressing, a little bit like um, frustrating, seeing like pictures and videos in your timeline of Nigerians being killed or being mistreated. I know that like the bloody Nigerian flag was trending a lot. um, And that made a lot of people feel like, discussed it a little bit like wow like this is what's going on i know that i had to take a step back and not really look at any more developments with it because it, it was kind of getting a little bit too much but how do you feel like you could talk about yourself how you're feeling but also like how were the mental health of nigerians like during this time um,
1: during this time i i think most of the Nigerians we cannot okay, speaking for everybody but me myself and like my friends around me we were very shocked and it was a very hard week you know because that that was the month of the it was the month of the Nigerian independence yeah, um, October 1st, yeah. so yeah so it was very it was very it was very sad it was very depressing to be honest because we just came, we just finished celebrating, you know, the the pride we had in this country. Because mm-hmm. regardless of whatever had went on in Nigeria before, we still we still hold pride in like where we came from. So yeah. hold pride in our cultures. And just weeks after this, we see the evils that that still continue to just overshadow every good thing that comes out of nigeria so it was very it was very depressing I Think for like them those two days most of us didn't like we weren't in the right state of mind you know i was texting my friends asking them how everything was going you know because mm-hmm. um um during the uh, during the protest they became like Like the same here, you know, when the Black Lives Matter protests were going on, we had like riot, we had hoodlums just breaking into stuff, taking people's belongings. stuff. So that was the same back there Um, in the guise of being peaceful protesters. We had people there just breaking up the, the good of the protests. So, I was asking everybody how we were doing my group, the Youths of Mandar Association. we had like conversations. we kept in touch with each other to just see how we were all feeling
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that whole week was very it was very sad in the history of the country. It was one of the saddest days. It is definitely the saddest day in the in the country since I was born since I can remember because I've never I lived in Nigeria up until I was 14 mm. and I never, I never witnessed anything like this. Well, besides the um, the Boko Haram bombings that happened yeah. Yeah. often, yeah, none of the, I've never experienced um, anything like, like this. I've never seen any movement like this. I've seen protests, um, but none were like this massive, yeah. So it was, I was very, it was, it was very disheartening. Um, it just, if it, it, it was successful in showing the world what the bad that we tend to not see as much. So that was, that was a positive thing about it, mm-hmm. about the movement is that it showed the whole world. It didn't just show Nigeria Nigerians, because we already know what's going on. It showed the whole world, people that live in countries of comfort, people that live with privilege. It showed everybody that this is what is going on in this country. This is what the government is doing. This is how the citizens are being treated. So, yeah, that week was very sad. And... Um, Yeah. The pro we I think after after that date we had um we had protests again. We had um the vigils, we had like a candlelight for the people that were that were killed Mm -hmm. and yeah, we just bonded very closely as a family. And I think everybody in Nigeria now feels more of like a family than they did before. Yeah. Because they were We're realizing, like, the problem, the enemy is not the tribe. The enemy is not individuals. We see who the common enemy is, and we are very close now. We are very united more than we have ever been.
0: Yeah, definitely. I do know, like, I've heard from people, like, yeah, this is really hard. Like, I have to take a step back. But you even answered my next question, like, how to take care of yourself through all of that and like checking up on people, having conversations, calling family, friends um, is definitely a great way to relieve yourself of like the stress and the frustration from seeing injustice left and right all over the place. So um, that's like really great that you were able to do that and have that conversation and it made, and that's what a lot of people are doing and it's making people come together and like bond as a family that no matter where you're where you are in the country or in the world like you're still Nigerian and you're worthy to be like heard and like respected and like talk about your feelings and stuff like that so I was gonna also ask which is the most important question for people like how can somebody still like help in this movement like what could somebody do whether they're in Nigeria or not in Nigeria, like how can they um, support this movement and help it move forward?
1: Um, most people, um, we can support this movement by not letting it die, by just keep posting about it, keep sharing, keep supporting, keep letting your voice be heard. And also there are like GoFundMes, There are um, donations you can make to organizations mm-hmm. um, in the country that um, are working with Nigerians to help mitigate the effects of the violence against them, um, to help families that have been affected by this, to help individuals that, that have been affected by this. Um, you can hold like, you know, like organizations like yours, can hold talks about this you know bring um, bring awareness to this topic just keep the flame keep the candle aflame keep the flame burning do not let it die um, we will be doing our best to keep it burning we will do our best to never let the topic go to waste to never let it go like under the radar will keep it at the top of our our to-do list we keep it you know as an important part of us because it is so yes for the most part awareness 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 because that is what brought this movement to the to where it is today it is what brought the it is what gave power to the movement because by awareness we were able to Get our message across to the ends of the earth. We would be able to get our message across from Nigeria to India to the Antarctic, everywhere. Everybody knows about NSARS movement, but we have to keep the information coming. We have to keep updating people. We have to just not let the movement go to waste.
0: Yes, definitely. Like, y'all keep posting about it, tweeting about it. Using the hashtags, everything. I'm gonna on the Instagram put like different links with articles and like donation links. I know there's some GoFundMe's. I know mm-hmm. there's a feminist coalition that made like a Bitcoin um donation yeah. link so that you could send money there. And it's all going directly to medical supplies, food, different things that people need to help keep this going and to just help people because yes we're all living this pandemic. It's not just America. like Everyone's going through COVID in one way or another. So you're definitely helping more than just like a protest, but helping people and like their livelihoods. So Mm -hmm. definitely just keep raising awareness, doing your research, talking about it, donate if you can. um, And yeah, that's definitely a good way to like help this movement move forward. And I did want to, mention one last thing you said you're like a part of the youth of nigeria association so could you talk a little bit about that and if people are interested in getting involved with it because i know there's some nigerians listening to this so Mm -hmm.
1: yeah the youth of nigerian association yona is um a group um obviously for the nigerians but like for anybody in general um in diaspora In Nigeria, um, our purpose is outreach to connect every Nigerian um, with other Nigerians to bring to awareness what is going on in Nigeria, not even just Nsars, everything else that's going on um, to keep everybody up to date about the goings of um, our nation to to just be a community where every Nigerian could come and be welcome to feel among, to feel safe, to voice their opinions, to have a platform to promote themselves, to promote what, whatever they do just to be human, just to be normal, you know? So we, we just, we are here to, we are here for everybody we're here to outreach. It is outreach to every single Nigerian. Um, it's obviously mostly catered to the youths. Um, yes, yeah, because Youth of Nigeria Association, but it's for everybody to buy Nigerians, for Nigerians, Oh, for everybody, but yeah, catered to Nigerians. And um, we would love to receive everybody it is an open organization it is a a family it is a community uh yeah the door is open for everybody and yes you can definitely follow us on instagram at youth of nigeria association and we're looking forward to meeting everybody and just speaking together and giving you guys a platform to be yourselves
0: yes like y'all give them a follow because their instagram is popping okay they have a lot of good stuff on there um and they're doing a lot of great stuff so definitely give them the follow on their instagram and get involved if you can so that's that's all my questions for today thank you so much for joining me this was a really wonderful amazing conversation, so thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me, it was it was my pleasure, and thank you for giving me the platform to also do my part in bringing awareness to the topic and just keeping everybody up to date about where we're at and where we see ourselves to be coming in the future.
0: All right, y'all, that's it. That was our conversation, which I really loved. And I know that the movement is showing up less and less in our timelines, but it is definitely not over. So please do your research and do your part as police brutality affects black and brown people everywhere. And I'm going to put a link in the description where you can research and donate if you can and just learn more about this very important youth-led movement. Okay. So now it's time for the culture shout out, my favorite part. So this week's culture shout out goes to the Youth of Nigeria Association because I really like them so much and y'all should too. So the Youth of Nigeria Association was established in 2017 and was founded by Chiamaka Arenze and a young group of Nigerian Americans. The organization serves as a voice for the Nigerian youth in the United States, Nigeria, and just all over the diaspora. Their prime goals are to enlighten, unify, and elevate the uprising generation through educational programs, volunteer opportunities, and exciting events. So whether you are Nigerian or non-Nigerian, this is definitely an organization that you should be following because they do so much for the community. They put out great content and they just have a lot of fun. They're just good vibes. So if you want to learn more about the Youth for Nigeria Association, definitely follow their Instagram at Y-O-N-A-S-S-O-C. They put out such informative, such great content on there and news about upcoming events. So once again, give them a follow on Instagram, on IG, at Y-O-N-A-S-S-O-C. And if you would like a culture shout out, you could email me at culture for the co- college for the culture at gmail.com or just shoot me a DM on our IG and tell me about your business, your project your platform, whatever it is you do, and you could be featured next time on the podcast. And if you have any thoughts on this episode or ideas on maybe another issue I should talk about or something else entirely, then hit me up on our IG at College for the Culture. Also, y'all, we're still in a pandemic. So please, wear your mask, social distance. Do all those things so that you can not only keep yourself safe, but the people around you safe, okay? Also, follow the podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to it, rate it, give it a review. Let me know what you think. I would like to just give me some feedback, okay? Whether you like it, you don't like it, in between, let me know. Rate, review it, follow it, do all those things, and if you want me to talk about your college situation, if you're in high school specifically, then email me once again at culture at gmail.com. Yes, that is it. That is all. Thank you so much for tuning in. Oh, don't forget, follow the IG at College for the culture. Okay, now I'm done. Thank you all so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Make sure take care of yourselves god bless you all and i'll talk to you soon bye